2024. I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions or anything like that. I'm talking about the big picture. So what's happened in the big picture this year? What's happened in the, what may happen next year? So I've actually um, had a couple of uh, afternoons this week when I've actually been in my shed. Uh, believe it or not, Cheryl won't believe me when I told her on the phone the other night, I've actually been cleaning my shed up, putting stuff away. And while I've been doing that, I've been listening to the radio, as I often do when I'm working in the shed, and they had the uh, top 40, Australia's top 40 songs for this last year in 2023. I listened to the top two, they sounded so bad, I switched it off to another channel, and instead I put Spotify on and looked at the top 40 gospel songs this year, that made a lot more sense to me. Okay, so we do those sort of things. At the end of the year, and uh, you see the news stories, they review the events from the year, and I think it's good for us to look back to a certain point, to reflect on the past, but as well to look to the future. Not that we know what the future holds, other than the fact that we're secure in our faith in Jesus Christ. We know that no matter what happens in the future, we are secure in him. But we don't know the details of the future as much. For for some of us, this past year has been uh, exciting. It's been challenging in many ways. And for some people, believe it or not, I've actually spoken to people this week, there's been no significant changes in their life this year. I thought, how does that happen? How does that happen when people stay the same? Is is there nothing happening in their lives? Uh, For for believers, for Christians, I hope that they might see some growth in their faith and trust in God. But for many people in our community, if they haven't gone through a disaster, if they haven't gone through uh, a difficult time health-wise, it's just been a bit of same old, same old. How can that be? Uh, For me as as a Christian, as someone who knows Jesus, Every day is a new day, isn't it? Every day is a new day to experience what God has for us that day. So how can it be same old, same old? If it is, it would be very boring, wouldn't it? And for us, we have the opportunity to sing praise songs like we do today, but it's with a heart of thankfulness and gratefulness to God for his mercy to shown to us for this whole year. But the Bible says that his mercies are new every day. And how can something be the same? And God's mercies are new every day. Do we look for that newness in God's mercies towards us? I hope that in anticipation of 2024, which happens at midnight tonight or thereabouts, what newness in our relationship with God or what newness in our understanding of God's mercies do we have looking into this new year? Are we reflecting on the past and appreciating the things that we've learnt? Are we looking to the future with a sense of vision to what God might have for us. Well, we're going to look at a couple of people, Matthew and Peter out of, the, out of the New Testament, and they gave us some very valuable lessons on reflecting on the past and having a vision for the future. So that's where we're going this morning. We're going to take a little bit of time to look at these two characters and some of the things that they uh, wrote in, their, in the Gospels. So we want to look at retrospective. We want to look back at the year that's coming to a close today. For some people, they might say, I never want to have a year like that again. And uh, I can understand that when I've been working with people and and caring for people who've had really difficult years this year in a lot of different ways. And uh, I trust that that through those times, in fact, most of those people that I've worked with this year, through those times, they've never given up (coughs) on the fact that God is with them. Even in the midst of those difficulties, even in the midst of those uncertainties, God is absolutely concrete, foundational and certain in their lives. When we look retrospectively 
I think we should look at two things. We should do two things. One, we should remember. Remember the lessons learnt from the past year or the past years. And we should also forget something too. We should forget the things that God wants us to forget. And there's some scriptures about that. What was that verse in Philippians? Brothers, Paul writes, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Well, one thing I do, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead. So even Paul chose to put some things of the past behind him and not dwell on them and not let them affect his life. And I think that's something we need to learn too. That when we reflect on the past, we should leave it in the past. We should let God deal with it as a past thing and trust him for the days ahead. It's okay to reflect on the past, but you know what it's not okay to? To be stuck in the past. It's not okay to let the baggage of the past continue on into our lives today. Because if that happens and we haven't really trusted that God will take care of it, then, then Paul writes, I press on toward the goal, to winning the prize, which God called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. If we are consistently remembering the past, perhaps the yucky parts of it or the terrible parts of it, and have not let God dealt with those, then sadly they will limit our vision for the future. So sometimes this last day of the year is not about New Year's resolutions. It's about resolving what needs to be resolved before you go into the new year. And certainly we have a God who's a God of grace and mercy. We've sung about that today. We've sung about his forgiveness, his love towards us. And he will deal with the things that we put before him if we leave them with him. So many people I've heard, they say, oh yeah, I've took, I took that difficulty, that problem to the foot of the cross and I left it in Jesus' hands. But a little while later they've taken it back again and made it their own problem rather than just leaving with Jesus. I've done that. Maybe there's others here who've done that as well. So we need to realise that some of those un- unhappy experiences, some of those unpleasant experiences from the past need to be left in the past when we've offered them to Christ to deal with. And if we don't, sadly they'll hold us back from what God has for us in the future. It's not the kind of life that God wants for his people. To always be remembering the ugliness of the past, the sinfulness of the past, the difficulties of the past. Why do we know that? How do we know that? Because Jesus came to set us free. And what's been our theme this year? Set free in 23, discovering freedom in Christ so that we might share that freedom in Christ with other people. If we are continually taking things with us from the past, those, those, those baggage, those burdens, then we are not really living in that freedom that Christ has to offer us. And he said this, Jesus came to free us from the captivity of the past. How do we know that? The Spirit of the Lord is on me, he said when he was in the temple, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to release, to release the oppressed. Jesus doesn't want us to be bound up by things from the past. He wants us to be free to serve him. But the opposite is true of Satan. The evil one wants us to be bound up by the past. Now, Satan, according to the scriptures, has limited knowledge of the future. He knows, just like we know, the Bible tells us that one day he's going to be, he's going to be defeated. He's already defeated because of what Christ did on the cross. But ultimately, he's going to be defeated uh, for eternity. 
but he has a limited knowledge of the future, only things that have been revealed in the scriptures. He doesn't know what our future is going to be like tomorrow. So what does he do? He tries to drag things out of the past into our lives, into our minds, to pull us down, to confuse us, to discourage us for what God has for now and into the future. That's Satan's plan. Something that we've done in the past, it might have been a a bad attitude, a sinful action, an improper uh, word. He'll say to us things like, you say you're a Christian, how can you do those sort of things? But if we are Christians, then we should be doing things like, God, forgive me for those words, for those actions, for those uh, uh, things that I've done or thought. And I know your forgiveness, therefore Satan can't use it as a weapon in my life anymore. One pastor told this story of a, of a proper action, but a difficult action that he had to do in his family life. And it goes like this. His uh, brother-in-law had a hernia operation and uh, it wasn't a major operation, but his brother-in-law, brother-in-law was also looking after his wife who had uh, multiple sclerosis. So she needed full talk-line care. And with the hernia operation, he had to be in hospital for recovery for up to six weeks, I think it was. And so for those six weeks, his wife had to go into care because there was no one at home or no other relatives nearby to care for her. And that was really difficult for him. But this pastor went to visit his, um, his sister in the nursing home on the occasion that they had them when they were in town. And she was being well looked after and, and they had a great time together. But as they were leaving, he felt this sense of uh, sadness that he couldn't be there more often for her because they lived in quite a distant place. And he says this, I always felt bad about leaving her room, although I knew it was the right place for her to be and that um, my wife and I were doing all that we could for her when we visited her. Now, he said that he believed Satan took that feeling of sadness and turned it into one of guilt. You should be doing more. You're her brother. You're a Christian. You should be doing more. It's sort of like that cartoon battle when the devil's on one shoulder and the angel's on the other. And in reality, his sister was being well cared for and ultimately his brother was, being, was recuperating as well. But there are times like that when Satan won't, he can't tell us what the future is. But he'll take things from our past. He might just feel guilty about them or uh, 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 disorientated about them, which will affect our future walk with the Lord. So we've got to make sure that we keep things right with God by putting Satan in the right place, by putting it by knowing that God will uh, take care of all that we've offered to him. It's a trap. It's a trap. And some people's lives, uh, those things are, are meant to be left in the past, not brought into the future. Paul teaches one of the verses that we looked at this year in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. He said, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. We have been set free. We've been set free from the consequences of sin. Don't let Satan convince you anything else in any other way. God has forgiven you are acceptable to him through what Christ has done. If there are things that come up from the past, memories or, or consequences from the past, remember that God has forgiven you from those because of what Jesus has done. We need to surrender these feelings if we have them to the Lord and say, Lord, this just doesn't seem right that I'm feeling this way, that I'm feeling guilty about the past. This doesn't seem right. And then we have the opportunity to lead the lives that God intended us to have.
As I said before, some people have had really difficult days in 2023. Uh, it could be job situations, uh, uh, housing situations. But the Bible tells us that if the sun sets us free, we will be free indeed. We can commit those situations to God. We can say, Lord, you've died for this. Even though life's been tough, you've died for this. You've never given up on me. Thank you for that. But there are some things we need to forget about in the past and leave them in the past as being dealt with by God. The second thing we should do is to remember some things from the past. Now, that's not a, a contradiction there. We need to forget those things that would take us away from God. We need to remember things that will draw us close to God. What are some of the things that we need to remember? We need to remember that we're dependent on God every day. We're dependent on God every day. The very breath that we wake up with in the morning is provided by our Heavenly Father because he's got a plan for us for that day. And there has been, I'm sure for you, positive experiences in this past year that you can say, thank you, Lord, for being there with me in that time. Thank you for that encouragement. Thank you for that generosity from people. Thank you for that love that people have shown to me in Jesus' name. There are some other things that we need to uh, consider when we take a retrospective look at our lives and our past. Three words that I'm, I'm going to look at. We need to look, we need to be in awe and we need to remember the word forgiveness. We need to look into the past and use the knowledge that we've gained through the experiences, through the walk with Jesus to look ahead into the future. We need to remember to look at the past. Not all the past was bad. So look for those things where God has been prominent in your life. Maybe you're a journaler. Maybe you take notes. Maybe you write notes to answers to prayer. Go back this year and just skim through your journal. Say, thank you, God, for being there. Thank you for doing that. So we need to look at that. We need to be in awe of God. We need to be in awe of his power, in awe of his ability to change lives. Um, With my SES hat on, we've been through the Cyclone Jasper and and the rain after that. And the thing that amazes me is uh, God's creation and how it's not controllable by mankind. No matter what sort of flood mitigation measures we put in place, no matter how good we build our roads, God's power, not that he chooses to destroy those, by the way, but is beyond what men can contain. Now, certainly there's some challenges ahead to fix those things up, but I'm amazed that I don't know about you, I love going out into the thunderstorms. Anybody go out, like going out and watching the lightning and thunderstorms? I love it. Our dogs over the years haven't loved it that much, but, but I do. And to me it's just a reminder of who God is, that he's the almighty creator God. And then the third thing we need to consider when we look back and remember is the word forgiveness. I think that uh, we look at that awesome power of God and what he can do, And then we realise what he has done. We sang about it earlier. When Jesus went to the cross, he has forgiven us for our sin. Yes, we're sinners, but thanks to God, he has forgiven us from the consequences of our sin and disobedience. How do we know that? Because the promises are there. 1 John 1.9. John wrote this. If we confess our sins, he, that is God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We need to remember that. We need to remember that we are forgiven so that when Satan brings these accusations against us, we can say, 
Get away. God has forgiven me from that, the sins of the past, those disobedience of the past. I am righteous, I am pure in God's sight. So it is a healthy experience to look back, but it's also a very healthy experience to know that God has acted in our lives and he's guided us through difficult times. He, did, he said that right back in, I don't know if you know the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis in the Old Testament. Joseph had this to say to his brothers who were feeling very guilty that they'd sold him off to the slave traders. He said this, Don't be afraid. I am in the place of God where God wants me to be. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So something that they had done, which was awful, God had turned around and used for good so that um, Joseph became second in charge to Pharaoh and was able to save the lives of the people of Israel. I wonder, in looking backwards, what comes to your mind? In looking retrospectively, what comes to your mind about this year? And perhaps there's things you just want to forget about. That's okay. As long as you've committed them to the Lord. Perhaps there's things you want to remember as powerful, positive times of your walk with God. Then continue that on. Because we need to look ahead. We need to think about the future. Now, I'm not, I'm not claiming to be a prophet here by any means, other than what God's word says. And there is one very important word that's used in the scriptures. It's the word vision. It's not always translated as that, but that's what it means. And if you look at Proverbs chapter 29, it says there, verse 18, where there is no revelation, or you can use the word vision, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. This word vision, or this word revelation, in that verse, implies that there is purpose for people of faith. There is purpose as Christians, where we have that unified purpose of being the people of God. All that that means. Building the kingdom of God together. Again, another verse from the Old Testament in the book of Joel. Joel 2, verse 28, it says, And afterward I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. When God wants his church to move, people will have that common vision, that common purpose. And that's what we need to be looking for in the future. We need to be looking at the ministry of the church, our mission, our purpose together and working and doing what God tells us to do. We need to put, apart, put, a, pardon me, put aside any past disappointments or discouragements and trust God to lead us in the days ahead. When we look at the word vision today, I wonder if we look through determined eyes, yes, I'm going to do it, or defeated eyes. No, we tried that once before, it's not going to happen again. The world says that there are too many things against us, that we won't make much of an impact for the Lord. I believe God, we need to listen to God rather than the world says. The reality is that God's word tells us that, that we have to share the good news of Jesus, but not everybody's going to accept it. Some people will reject it. And we need to be ready for that as well. In Matthew, Matthew's uh, chapter 7 says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. 
we have the responsibility of sharing that roadway with people. And there's people's choices where they choose the wide road or the narrow road, the wide gate or the narrow gate. We shouldn't be discouraged because God has chosen us to be part of his kingdom and building his kingdom. And that's what the future holds for us. I wonder if you're ready for that. I wonder if God drew people to this fellowship in such numbers that there were more new people than there were old people or regular people. How would you respond? What would you do? Would we freak out? Would we be ready to see them become followers of Jesus? What's God got in store for this next year? My job as pastor is to shepherd people through life, whatever comes, the difficult times and the fantastic times. And in fact, Romans reminds us that we are to rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, so that we might progress to our heavenly home. There's value in looking back retrospectively. There's value in gaining perspective for the future. And that world between the past and the future is where we live every day of our lives. That world is here and now. And the question we need to ask ourselves is, on this last day of 2023, before we go into 2024, am I doing here and now what God wants me to do? There's a song that I've played here before. It's uh, based on the story of Esther in the Old Testament where she knew that God had placed her in, in, the, in the Pharaoh's palace for a certain reason. And this song says, for such a time as this, I was placed upon the earth. I'm going to play that this morning just to finish. And as, you're playing this, as I'm playing this song, if the words really affect your heart and you need to say, Lord, I'm here for you now and whatever lies ahead in the future, then you say that to God. If you're ready to surrender your life to him and say, I want what you want for my life in the days ahead, then you say that to him as we listen to this song together. Thank you.